Do you want to talk about books? Yeah. Hello, and welcome to A Well-Read Life. This is a place to share stories about good books and the reading life. I'm your host, Beth Jamison. Join me as I meander through my reading journey and discover the books that make up a well-read life. You may be familiar with the story of the Von Trapp family from the 1960s musical The Sound of Music. The movie based on the musical is one of my all-time favorite movies. Well, the true story, as written by Maria von Trapp, is a far cry from the movie. The movie is only a very small part of the story. You may be surprised by this. You may not. But don't be disheartened if you're not. Both are still equally delightful. I wanted to read this book for years, but I was so afraid that it would negatively impact the way I saw the movie. So that tells you how much I love it. Or I was afraid that I would be disappointed by the book. But I was completely spellbound by it and spent much of a recent family trip narrating parts of it to my husband. I talked about narration with Rachel Atkinson in my episode on motherhood and reading with her recently. So go back to that if you want a quick introduction to narration. And it was completely off the cuff. It was not something that was planned. But as we drove around, I just couldn't help sharing this book with my husband. The richness of this memoir is in the story of the family's deep faith. There are lovely descriptions of how the family celebrated the feast and holidays on the church calendar, and also the Von Trapp's deep love for sacred church music. I'm not very familiar with sacred church music, but the descriptions really intrigued me, and I do have two friends who have a background in that, so I may be picking their brains later to find out some of the best music to listen to, because after this book, I am definitely inspired to bring it into our home a little bit more. The family's life is formed in the most beautiful way by their relationship to God. It is God who they lean on as they watch their homeland of Austria crumble under the Nazi regime. As a side note, there are some very chilling firsthand accounts of the Nazi takeover. They're not descriptive in any way, but they're very eye-opening and incredibly sad. It was helpful, though, to have this firsthand account of history and to see it from someone's perspective of their homeland being invaded and just the sorrow that comes with that. So there's also the benefit of, of the history aspect as you read the story. They also depend on God as they struggle to immigrate to America, which is very difficult. And I believe it happens in the 1930s, the late 1930s. So it's before the U.S. has entered the war. They come in on, I think, refugee visas. It's not for long. They have to travel back and forth a couple of times. So it is a great struggle as they go through all of this as they try to find a home and make a livelihood where they had been very comfortable and wealthy in their former home. With each new obstacle, and there are many throughout the years, they turn to prayer and wait on God for help. It is a beautiful depiction of a family with Christ at the center of their lives. Also, if you've just listened to the Anna Green Gables episode, you know how I am enthralled with 
nature, descriptions of nature and outdoor living in books, and how it calls us to slow down and praise God for the creative work that he has done in this world. And throughout the memoir, there are many beautiful descriptions of nature and outdoor living, which may boost the reader to try to incorporate at least a small part of this part of the Von Trapp's family culture into your own life. It has certainly inspired me. I thought I'd take a few moments today to share some of my favorite quotes and moments in the book. I won't be able to share them all. There are so many in this. I really cannot encourage you enough to pick this book up and read it. I can't do it justice for everything that's in it. So I will only be able to give you a very small sampling, but I hope it will whet your appetite. The first section I want to talk about and quote that I'll be sharing comes from Maria's labor and delivery of her first child. So she has married Captain Von Trapp. It's a very sweet little story about how they come together. It's different than the movie, as I've already said. There's a little bit less romance, but it is so endearing because they were already starting to form as a family, you can see. I just want to share everything about it. So I'm going to make myself stop there because I of course, thought of another part in the book I would love to share with you, but I'm going to try to stick to what I have planned beforehand. So Maria is in labor of her first child, but she's already introduced the children to music. So as she's in labor, she's giving birth at home. The children are singing and praying as she is going through the labor process. And the part that I want to share is after the baby is born. And this sweet moment of the children singing in praise to God for this new life that has come into the world. And it is just this beautiful depiction of the miracle of birth and just the absolute glory and praise that comes as a new life enters the world. So this is as the the baby is coming into the world. Maria von Chapp writes, When a piercing little streak cut through the solemn silence, I heard the children downstairs jump from their seats and jubilantly break into the hymn of thanksgiving by the old master Bach. Now think we all are God. While Georg was bending over me, kissing me on the forehead. In these precious moments, the human being feels itself lifted up into the heights of God, partaking of his power, a co-worker of God, the Father, creator of heaven and earth. And I just loved that moment. It brought tears to my eyes with just the beauty of it. Another favorite part in the book is when the family goes on an eight-week-long camping trip. It is an intense description of how the Von Trapps camp and their idea of outdoor living. It was wonderful. I am not up to that type of endurance, but it was great fun. And it's very humorous because... It's also telling the story of going with her husband's cousin, who he hadn't really had contact with until his cousin and his family came to stay with the Von Trapps during the Salzburg Music Festival the previous summer. And they had all become very close while they came and stayed with them, among many other relatives that came for this festival. They planned this wonderful camping trip, eight week long on this island, very rugged camping. And the cousin is a very overly prepared and cautious sort of person. So he has 
an overabundance of luggage. He has consulted these handbooks and these guides that unrealistically portray what you're supposed to do on a camping trip. And he tries to follow them religiously, which mess up the plans of everybody else. So they have to figure out a way to smuggle away these handbooks so that they can just enjoy their vacation. But I was blown away by the amount of ruggedness of this trip. And at one point, Maria is writing about on their way there, where Maria goes with the older children on a bike ride through the Alps, very long way to go to this island that they're going to be camping out. Everyone goes a different route and they all meet up. But it is just delightful. And the very small quote that I want to read from that is just, I don't know, kind of a sweet way to think of summer and the camaraderie that comes with it when you spend that time doing outdoor life with your family and friends. So Maria Von Trapp says, it was a wonderful summer, full of adventure and the healthiest out-of-door living we could wish. The two families were knit together, friendships formed among the children, which were to last a lifetime. And I don't know, that was just inspiring to me in a way to carve out some of that time with my family and my friends to do little things like nature walks. And when we go to our cabin to go and do more hiking and have more time outdoors with my family, I will not be doing the amount of uh, ruggedness that the Von Trapps did, but I will do just a small bit and, and just see how the bonding is with that. Now the families start out, I'm coming to my next quote, the families start out as singing, Maria comes into the family and, and teaches them. She's a governess. She teaches them music. She teaches them singing. And they're not by any means professional. It's, she's not trained, but they just do it. They love to do it. And at one point in their life, this is as the Nazis are, are planning their takeover of Austria, the Austrian banks collapse and the Von Trapps are left bankrupt. They have a little bit money to live off of, but they have this vast estate. They have all these servants. They have to let servants go. They have to learn to live with much less. And in order to do this, they take in boarders. And one of the men who come to board with them is a priest who is also a trained musician. And he is able to teach the family and train the family in their singing. And they're only doing it for their own benefit, their praise to God. They have a room they make into a chapel in the estate, and they go there to sing. So I want to read a quote of when they're first really experiencing this new joy in music. And again, Austria is still a country. This is before Hitler takes over. So there's all looming over them. But in the midst of this comes this beautiful section in the book. Maria von Trapp says, These months still belong to our most precious memories. It was a time of first love, with all the flavor of being in love. This music welled up out of our hearts simply for pure love of music. At that time, we sang because we had to, and nobody and nothing could stop us. We didn't need an audience. We didn't even want one. It would only have disturbed us. In the morning, we sang for God alone, for his greater honor and glory during the divine service. In the evening, we worked on madrigals, ballads, and wonderful ancient folk songs in settings by old masters, and we sang them to our heart's delight, outside in our park or in one of those mountain meadows overlooking the valley. Six hours spent like this was nothing at the time. We were intoxicated with music, drunk with the wonder of song. I have no musical background, but I loved 
this description of the passion that this family had and this bonding and just this worship that they had through song. So there are many more like this in the book. I have a couple of more quotes that I want to share before I close. One thing, I, I don't have a quote for this, but I will say, pay attention to how the family, as the Nazis are beginning to encroach on Austria, how their faith is so at odds with the regime and with the culture at the time, and how they have to really fight to not conform to the culture, to compromise their faith. There's so much at stake for them and so much that they are in danger of losing, but their love of God is so strong and so deep that they cannot compromise on this. So just look for that throughout the book. It carries a lot of weight for the reader to see what this family went through. There's also this beautiful moment before I come to my last quote, this beautiful moment in the book when they've come to America and they finally have a place to live. They've been without a home for many years. They've been touring the U.S. as singers, as a family act, and they haven't had a place of their own, a place outside. They're so used to having aspects of the outdoors in within their family culture that they have, they've missed it. They want land to walk on, to hike on, and they finally get the deed to their home. And it is precious to read their whole ritual of Thanksgiving. I don't know another word for it, but the two oldest sons carry the cross up to the highest point on the hill behind their house. And everyone else follows praying and singing and thanking God. And it is just this precious moment in the story. And she follows it up by saying, one has to have lost a home oneself to understand and appreciate what the words mean home sweet home. And you do have this sense of appreciation and of awe as you read that, of seeing her story and and following it along and seeing everything that was taken away from them. And then how beautifully God restores it to them and how he gives them a place and a home. And later on in the book, I don't have the time to share all of it, how they use this home to share God's love with many, many others and practice hospitality. It is just lovely and inspiring. But perhaps my favorite quote in the book, and I'll close with this one, comes near the beginning when Maria von Trapp describes leaving Nonberg Abbey to work for the von Trapps. And so she's describing coming to the von Trapp estate and looking out the window and seeing the mountains and describing the comfort that she gathers from them. So she says, when you are a child of the mountains yourself, you really belong to them. You need them. They become the faithful guardians of your life. If you cannot dwell on their lofty heights all your life, if you are in trouble, you want at least to look at them. The man who wrote 3,000 years ago, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence comes my help, knew this too. And even our Lord, when he was weary and tired out and wanted to be alone with his father, ascended a mountain. We've just come back from our first trip of the summer to our tiny cabin in the mountains of North Carolina. I can't quite put into words what the small piece of mountain land means to me or my little family, but it is something akin to these words. As Maria Von Trapp said, 
I belong to the mountains. They have been a place of refuge and comfort to me ever since I went to the Swiss Alps in my early 20s, a time that formed my adulthood. You've heard me talk about it so many times, my time at Swiss Labrie. I have felt a tangible pull to the mountains, and it crops up so often. I read Maria von Trapp's words some 70 years after she wrote them, just at a time when my longing for the mountains was especially sharp, and I found there all the comfort that she spoke of. Whether you have the same pull to the mountains or not, can we not agree that for a book to resonate so well with one nearly a century after it was written, it has the markings of the best kind of book? I hope you will join me in reading the story of the Von Trapp family singers, and I hope it delights you as much as it did me too. Well, that's all for this week. I'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. In the meantime, I'd love to hear from you. So if you have a book suggestion, if you just want to have a little bookish conversation, you can email me at beth at a wellreadlife.com. I also have a website that's still in the works. You can also find me there. It's a wellreadlife.com. And I'm also on Instagram at wellreadbeth. Enjoy your week. Until next time.